0: Welcome to the ACSN Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Steelman, Director of Alumni Career Management and Professional Networks at William & Mary, and Chair of Partnerships with ACSN. Throughout this podcast series, we chat with presenters and guests at our annual conference about what tips and tricks they'll be taking back to their teams, and how ACSN helps support them in their own professional development. What an amazing few days here in San Diego 2022 conference was supposed to be 2020. And we all finally got to be together in person. I thought it would be fun to invite some of our colleagues and sponsors to have some conversations, a little few minute brief conversations to hear about their experience over the past few days and share it with all of you. Hi, welcome, Gloria. Could you just please introduce yourself to everyone listening?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Gloria Koh, and I serve as a senior director for alumni career engagement at UCLA Alumni Affairs. I oversee a team that does student programs, but also alumni programs that bridge together the Bruin community and to help walk with our alumni throughout their career span. So, pleasure to be
0: here. So, I just sat down with a few of our colleagues to just hear about the experiences of ACSN 2022, and I would love to just hear from you what you thought. Why did you come to this conference?
1: Well, ACSN was definitely unique because it was very specific to the work that I do and my team members that joined me. When it comes to serving alumni in their career journey, you have those words in the name of your organization. And so it was definitely something we wanted to check out. We've also been participants of your online virtual programs. And again, they're super just applicable to the work that we do. And they're incredibly pertinent to the topics that our alumni ask for, our students are interested in. And so if your virtual programs were strong, we were thinking, hey, I think the conference will be strong, too. So that's why we signed up.
0: Wonderful. And I know you were one of our presenters this morning, so it was terrific and great job, by the way. Thank you. On podcasts, a great podcast program that you are doing and leading at UCLA. Curious what you took away and look forward to bringing back to campus and with your colleagues and team.
1: I think, if anything, I'm taking away just how important the work that we do is when it comes to the value of higher education and also how our institutions are showing their value to their students, parents, community, and how important it is for us to have programming and to have a story to tell so that when our students become alumni, they know that our institutions are valuable and pertinent to their entire life. And so it actually made me get even more excited about the work that we do, gave us a little bit of also something to think about of how to improve how we tell our story and also think very critically about the work that we do and not just in numbers and doing a program, but why do we do a program and how thinking that through will help us, again, be better storytellers.
0: Wonderful storytelling, narratives. I heard it all throughout the past few days as well. And yeah. One thing might be nice to talk about is just what do you find unique or different about this ACSN conference from other conferences that you've been a part of? Why it might be important to come to an ACSN conference in the future?
1: I think that Those who work with alumni careers, I think it is a very unique space. And oftentimes we are one or just one of a few people on our campuses that are doing it. And so being in the presence and in community with those that do the work, it actually was really inspiring and got our juices flowing, you know, compared to different conferences, because oftentimes they're doing different types of work and they can't get as granular as oftentimes we want to. And so even today at our lunch table, We were talking so much about how do we communicate the importance of what we do? How do we cross across student affairs, advancement? And these are issues that are so unique to this concept of career services or career programming that all institutions are dealing with. So it was really cool to have just a larger group of people that are like-minded and have similar issues and can help each other solve and tackle problems.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining this extra few minutes after a long few days and thank you again for inviting all of us to California.
1: Oh yes. Glad the weather showed out. No thanks for having me.
0: Well Cindy, a mentor, a friend, great to have you here after a busy, packed few days, certainly a busy few months too (laughs) leading up to this year's conference. But it's so great to see you in person after so many years being virtual.
2: Thank you for inviting me. My name is Cindy Hyman, and I am the Director of Alumni Career and Professional Development at the University of Denver. And I have been involved in ACSN since the very first year that I started there. So I think I've been to 12 conferences, and this has just always been my group of people.
0: Wonderful. Well, why ACSN? Why have you chosen ACSN as to be that 12-consistent-year Conference?
2: That is a great question. And it's really easy for me to answer. When I started, there was not very much going on in this space. I think the University of Denver thought it was being quite revolutionary by hiring somebody to do it. It was right in the wake of the last recession, and they felt alums were coming back to campus. And I started doing research on what was available and who out there knew what they were doing and what were the groups, and accidentally probably ran into ACSN and went to the first conference. And that was the indicator to me that these were the people that did the same work that I did that understood. And what an incredibly sharing, generous group. And you brought teammates.
0: You had Brandon here. You had Katie here. You know, it was a great representation of University of Denver. And I think that's an example of your 12 years of commitment to this organization.
2: Yes. Well, thank you. And I felt so fortunate when we started talking about what we wanted to do for this conference. And it was, let's have thought leaders here. And the first one who came to mind was Brandon Busby, because I knew that about him before he came to the University of Denver. And he has been such a support and advocate for alumni career services and how important that was. And in all the years I've come, I think this is only the second time I've been able to bring a colleague with me, which was amazing. And she's had, we've talked already and she said this was such an awesome experience and she just loved it. She's energized, excited, can't wait to debrief and figure out what we're taking back with us.
0: Well, she did a terrific job on her presentation. I went to it, it was a great presentation on data. So really learned a lot. What was your takeaway this year as far as things that you wanna take back to your team?
2: So I will say one of the things that I thought was incredibly valuable was from the keynote when Julie reminded us that it is okay to stop doing things. And I've been fortunate that I have Brandon, for one, on my team. My immediate supervisor is another who have always said, you can't just keep taking things on. You've got to give things up. But you're giving them up to create space for new things. And that combination that Julie said the first part, Brandon said the second part, was a great reminder to think about what it is that we really want to do as a result of this conference. And we're not going to do it by just continuing to put extra burdens on ourselves. We're going to do it by figuring out what else is not working as well, that we'd like to either give up or temporarily sunset while we try some new things. So I'm excited about that that being reminded how important that is. And then there's the amazing ideas. I wish I could have attended every breakout session instead of just the one of four that I attended each time because each one I walked away with a great idea. And for example, I am so excited at the prospect of being able to do podcasts. I cannot wait.
0: Well, here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're exactly,
2: doing well. I am. <laughs>
0: I agree. This has been so much fun, even having this opportunity with Alumni FM and Robert and Mo from Dog Ear to be able to test out the podcast experience for ACSN and to our listeners. So, thank you so much, Cindy, for all you do for ACSN. One final thought, if you don't mind, one more question. What would you tell VPs, AVPs out there, leading alumni teams? What would you want to make sure that they know about ACSN and that they should become a part of the community or encourage their team? member to be a part of this community?
2: I would tell them that ACSN is an incredible professional association that will give their, it will augment their team. It's almost like adding an extra pair of hands to what you're doing. And we're all very lightly resourced. So mostly teams of one, maybe two, what I think a couple of schools have maybe four people that have close to a million alumni, so we're never resourced very well. And that's okay because we are used to that, but we can look to ACSN to help us build what we can do to scale our programs and to really add that extra pair of hands. I might not have a colleague who I can ask within my university, but I certainly have an entire group of people that are part of this professional association who I reach out to quite regularly when I am looking at doing new things.
0: Well, I definitely call you many times and text you during days where you respond very quickly, which is very kind. So thank you, Cindy, so much for joining us, for coming out to ACSN with your team, and for being such a great leader of ACSN over the years.
2: Oh, thank you, Michael. And I hope you know this is mutual. I rely on you and so many other people that I have met at ACSN over the years to help me do my work.
0: Thank you. Hello, Louise. It's so great to see you. Go blue, as I have to say, as my fellow Wolverine uh, colleague.
3: Go blue.
0: Do you mind just introducing yourself to the audience?
3: Wonderful. I'd love to. Hi, everyone. My name is Louise Jackson. I am the director of alumni career and education with the Alumni Association at the University of Michigan. Really excited to be here with a fellow Wolverine.
0: And Louise and I have had a friendship over the years through the ACSN connection. And Why have you been so involved with ACSN, uh, with all the other different conferences out there and associations and things?
3: Absolutely. So I would say alumni career is an interesting conundrum. On the one hand, we know career services primarily is with, of course, NACE. We know that alumni relations in general is primarily with CASE. But in the alumni career space, we have a little bit of an identity crisis. We're not NACE. We're not CASE. We're somewhere in between. And so I would say the ACSN community is one that tries to sort of straddle that bridge to say, yes, we are invested in the success of our alumni and of course our students as future alumni. But we also recognize that there's a more comprehensive approach to the work that we do that moves beyond just a student affairs silo, so to speak. And I think Of course, we incorporate a lot of the NACE competencies, things of that nature. But at the same time, we also recognize that we're not necessarily only doing this work in terms of revenue generation or gift giving, but we do it more as a service to our alumni. So we're unique in that sense. And I would say ACSN provides that bridge between these two worlds, which I would say is fairly
0: unique. Wonderful. We're lucky to have your involvement over the years. What was so exciting about this year's conference here in San Diego that you've enjoyed and really, I guess, did it live up to your expectation? And what did you uh, take away from it?
3: Awesome. That's a great question. I love that. So I would say the thing that I enjoyed the most was, again, we're coming off the heels of the pandemic. We haven't seen each other in person in a really long time. So the unique joy of really seeing each other's faces in person and not over a Zoom screen was definitely something that I think we all could really, you know humanize us all and, and really realize, wow, we really all have gone through a really tumultuous time in our program areas and our professional lives, and, and in many cases, our personal lives as well. And I think that was the greatest joy, honestly, is seeing you, is seeing all my friends, my colleagues. So I would say that was the highlight for me. In terms of takeaways, I, I've i got a couple of little notes here, but I would say the thing that that stuck out to me was our vice president conversation. That kicked the session off. And I think there was a lot of really great thought leadership that came out of that in terms of the narrative and the story that we're telling at our institutions with regard to the value of the work that we do. And as loath as we may be from our respective schools, you at William and Mary and myself at at Michigan, to refer to our colleagues at USC, I think it was an excellent example to refer to the Trojans hiring Trojans as a tagline, because I think that narrative is one that's stuck. It sticks with students. It sticks with alumni. It sticks with senior leaders. And everybody knows that's the story. And so I think that really stuck out to me as a key highlight. What is that story that we are saying at Michigan? And I love, of course, that in the Trojans example, alumni career is sort of intertwined in that tagline, right? Trojans hiring Trojans. So I know we have something similar at Michigan. Some people refer to the Michigan mafia. We're all out there rooting for each other, supporting each other. And I think making sure that we are sharing that story. And then the other piece of that, of course, is data. How is the data then supporting that slogan, that tagline, that narrative? So super excited to talk a little bit more about the data piece. But I think outcomes, alumni career outcomes, so that we're able to understand the potential gaps in our data and that can inform our own alumni career programs and where those gaps may exist. So I thought that was another good takeaway from the conversation.
0: Well, you'll be proud that I think I believe if I recall from a conversation with Julie and Brandon in the podcast, they highlighted Michigan. She highlighted Michigan as an example of a great tagline as well. So when you listen to that, you can share it to the of my association colleagues and be proud but i also think the data piece was really incredible And what you are doing at michigan what you shared during that session with others and at denver and all what they're doing is really amazing so i'm excited to continue to just see what we can benchmark on that and learn from each other and see what's what we're seeing in our alumni population and what's moving and working in in the year ahead so thank you again louise for your involvement for your friendship for your mentorship and for being a part of this afternoon's podcast and for coming all the way out to San Diego to this year's conference. Great to see you. Safe travels home.
3: Thank you, Michael. Such a pleasure, of course, always to see a fellow uh, Michigan alum. And I couldn't help but put a little plug in, of course, Go Blue. For those of you who listen who are Michigan alumni, really just rooting for you. If you need career support, take a look at our website. That's alumni.umich.edu forward slash career. But thanks so much, Michael. Real pleasure.
0: Go Blue. Hi,
4: Matthew. So great to see you here in ACSN 2022, San Diego. Do you mind just introducing yourself to the audience? Good to see you, Michael. It's great to be here. So my role is I'm the Senior Director of Alumni Career and Professional Development at the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University.
0: So... Matthew, I'm just curious, why did you choose ACSN? There's so many different associations for business schools and so forth. I'm sure you're also part of those, but why ACSN?
4: Sure. I am part of several associations for business schools. One of the things that I love about ACSN is it gets me a little bit outside of my own echo chamber. The MBA meetings are great, but it's really interesting to see what other schools are doing. And that's something I really find very valuable.
0: Wonderful. Well, we're lucky to have you and your input and expertise and For example, last night's design thinking exercise was phenomenal. You did it so well with so much energy and enthusiasm that the many ideas that were put up on the walls and supported by colleagues was just phenomenal. So thank you for that exercise. Thanks. I'm curious, what takeaways did you get out of this year's conference? You've done many of these conferences over the years. You've been a leader in the field. What did you learn and take away and that you're looking forward to sharing with your team?
4: Several takeaways. One was... It was really helping me solve a couple of challenges that I'm facing at work. One challenge we have is how do we show the ROI on the work that we do? And listening to a couple of the panels, talking with several colleagues gave me great ideas on what I could bring back. You talked a little bit about crafting the narrative of what we do and getting more qualitative feedback, thinking about doing more longitudinal studies. So those are very helpful things that I really valued. One of the other things that I gained from this conference and other conferences was we're looking at putting together a leadership development program and listening at a previous conference when Maura Sweeney talked about the leadership development program that they've done at Holy Cross. It was great to hear her at the conference, follow up with her, get ideas and think about inputting it. And I think the other thing that I really get and that I really enjoy is a lot of times you're an island under yourself and it's just really great to be with your people who understand the challenges you're going through, the resource constraints that you face and are really there to help and support you. So that's really what I gain.
0: I could not agree more. And we're so appreciative of your involvement and continued support of ACSN. We wish you the very best at Safe Travels Home. Thank you so much for joining us today.
4: Thank you. Thanks so much, Michael.
0: Pat, it's so great to see you here this year at ACSN 2022. Thank you so much for joining. Really a pleasure being with you. Can you just introduce yourself for the audience, please?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Michael, thanks for inviting me here too. Really appreciate it. It's been a great couple of days. So I'm Pat Fligge. I'm director of Temple's Professional Network with Temple University in Philadelphia, PA.
0: So Pat, you've been a friend over the years. I remember meeting you actually, ironically, at a case conference. Case conference. With your boss at the time. And it's like, this guy is going to be a rock star. He gets it. And I think I was doing like volunteer programs or even, I wasn't totally in career space. I was just beginning at GW. And it's just been a pleasure watching your career over the years. And here we are leaders at ACSN board and still engaged. And you're doing so much for our organization, which is amazing. What would you say about ACSN that's so important to you and why you've been a long-term member and leader in the community?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Michael. I I think this organization, it helped me build my career. I don't know that I would be where I am today without the knowledge I've gained, the connections I have, the expertise that's been shared through ACSN. I've said this to a lot of the newcomers that have come to this conference, but so often we're teams of one or two at the institutions that we work at. And from a functional perspective, ACSN, they're really my colleagues, right? These are the people who can really relate to the challenges that I'm facing and oftentimes have the solutions that I'm struggling to find. Right or that I can workshop through with the folks in ACSN. So that's what brings me here. That's what keeps me engaged. That's what makes me want to stay involved with ACSN, that this place, this organization, it helps you be a better professional. I wouldn't be as good at my job as I am today without it. And I know that I'll be better because I'm staying involved with ACSN as time goes on.
0: Or a better organization because of your involvement. What were your uh, highlights of the past few days here in San Diego as far as takeaways, things that you learn and that you're excited to take to your team?
5: I think this conference has come at a really interesting time in my own career. So we met when I was at Muhlenberg College and I made the switch from Muhlenberg to Temple only about five months ago. And so Muhlenberg was a small, private liberal arts college. I was there for a long time and it kind of had a good sense of what alumni career services look like in that model. And now I'm at a large public institution, right? Very different kind of setting. And so this conference for me has sort of been a helpful reset finding different peer institutions, figuring out, okay, how are they operationalizing into some of the same same challenges I, in, in programs that I was doing at Muhlenberg, at, but at a very different scale. So it's been listening with sort of new ears because of my situation is just so different. So being able to pay attention to, okay, how did they overcome the complexities of a bigger institution? How did they find ways to get their narrative out to a very big audience that's paying attention to lots of different constituents? And how can I partner with those folks? How can I use my message to lift up what other people are doing or figure out who are those different communicators that, that my message can fit into. So I think one thing that I learned in particular, and this is definitely a lesson I had in the past, but it was reinforced is to really be certain about what are your goals? What are you trying to create? What is the mission that you need to define? And what does that mean for Temple? And why is that unique for Temple? And what are Temple's alumni seeking and how can Temple be the unique provider of that, right? Like that's still true, even at a different kind of institution. And that was just really driven home and to really think thoughtfully about what makes Temple unique and how can I sustain that message? So it's not really separate from anything else you've been hearing about. Well, here's what Temple is, but it just fits within the realm of alumni career services. Here's how we're still relevant to you 5, 10, 15, 20 years out.
0: You've been a leader on our, our building our membership. And I'm curious as the membership, former chair of the membership now rolling into a different role, but. What advice would you give institutions building career programs for alumni or exploring the idea of providing services or or professional programming for their alumni, not to say anything negative about CASE, CASE is an amazing organization, NACE is an amazing organization, but what do you want to make sure that they know about ACSN and the value add of ACSN for their institutions of higher education?
5: we are the overlap of a really interesting Venn diagram, right? And I think that membership talks about that a lot of thinking about what are our goals? What are the metrics we're being measured by? What's this unique value proposition that we're offering? So what you get from ACSN is a really specific targeted type of advice that takes in those two perspectives, right? So if you want to think about Case and NACE, I think there's a lot of folks here at ACSN who've attended those conferences, been active members of those organizations and bring that knowledge but are able to blend it together in a way that i think is game-changing right i think that what we're doing here can really differentiate institutions i know a lot are talking right now about okay how do we infuse career professional development programming into our larger strategies and with acsn you have a group of people that have been doing this for a long time for decades and who are by definition, really iterative, right? We've had to pay attention to how does this land in our marketplace? How do we continue to make this relevant to our own institution? So I think for those institutions who are maybe a little curious about how do I do this well, this is a group of people that have been struggling with that for a long time, but in a good way, struggling through, all right, how do we continue to reinvent ourselves? How do we make sure that this is, doesn't ever get stale, but continues to meet the needs of our alums? And I think you have a lot of people with great programs and ideas that we can learn from and are willing to share.
0: Well, thank you so much, Pat, for your involvement with ACSN and your leadership, for making us a better organization, making me a better colleague, and wish you the very best ahead. And congrats on the new job at Temple.
5: Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for
0: listening to the ACSN podcast. To learn more about ACSN and ways to get involved, please visit myacsn.org. The ACSN podcast is produced in partnership with Alumni FM.